Nicole. And this is Sultana, aka Queen. And you are listening to Makeup, Breakups, and Martinis. Cheers. Cheers, you guys. So today we have a very special guest. We have Candy, aka the spiritual bestie with us, calling in via Skype. Say hey. What's up, guys? Hey, Candy. Thanks hey. for joining us. All right, so how we normally open the show is with a mixer question. So, Candy, do you think certain zodiac signs are aligned for love? Uh- I think that, yes, I think certain signs are more compatible, but I have had signs that I'm supposed to be kind of compatible with be a disaster, um, and vice versa, you know, signs that I'm supposed to be, like, not compatible with actually had good relationships with, so. What sign are you? I'm Scorpio. Oh, okay. So what signs is Scorpio compatible with? Um, Tauruses we're really compatible with. Um, so yeah, my boyfriend is a Taurus and we're very compatible. I've dated I dated Leo not so much. They are for the most part Leos are pretty pretty bull headed and stubborn and um want the limelight. So Geminis, I don't <laughs> get along well with Gemini Gemini. either. But, you know, case by case. Gemini men, at least. Because Gemini men tend to be pretty narcissistic. So, I really, you know, I can't really fuck with I'm trying to think, what month is the Gemini in? Geminis are like June, July. Oh, okay. That's the one with like the two faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now I'm trying to think of the the time frame of the Gemini. Um, is that like the early June or Gemini are from like late May? I said June, July, but I meant May early June. June. Um, they're from like late May to like mid to late June. Oh, okay, okay. I feel like a lot of the things do line up when you start dating someone. So I think it is kind of like a good thing to peek at just to see like, okay, are these some of the qualities? But I'm not sure if, like you said, like you can match up with anybody really. Like you connect with somebody who you're not necessarily um, astrologically supposed to connect with, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What about you, Nicole? Do you think? Um, I mean, I I feel like it is pretty accurate. Um, it's a, I'm a Virgo, so I believe it says that I match up well with um, Cancers and Taurus. Um, my ex husband was a Taurus. We got along for ten years. That was <laughs> long enough. <laughs> But, I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty accurate when it says, um, I follow traits of Virgo, so it always matches up where it was like sex, compatibility, communication, and then there's a, a third one, and I can't remember it. Oh, traits of Virgo is like an Instagram page. Yes, right? yeah, it yeah. is. Okay. I'll find out the third, um, I guess, personality trait that it yes. links to. Oh, communication, sex, and... Yeah, I forgot it too. Okay. Those are the two major ones. (laughs) (laughs) So today's topic, we are going to talk about long distance relationships. And uh, Candy, you're in a long distance, or you were in a long distance relationship, right? Yeah, I did it for a year. So we just had a few questions and we want to discuss, you know, how that works. 
So let me ask you this before we get into it. Your thoughts of a long distance relationship. All right. Think of before um, you were in the one that you're in now. Did you have positive thoughts? Have you ever been like been in a long distance relationship? Because like my thoughts, it's like, how does that work out? The statistics, I really can't see it being too high. We're like, yeah, it, I mean, this could work out in the long run. Well, I've had some jail pants. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, girl. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I've had some jail pants out, you know, in the past. And, and that didn't really work out in my favor. <laughs> it never but, does. <laughs> yeah, it never does. Um, you know, those were my early 20s, you know, right. trying to hold a nigga down, you know, just. <laughs> Yeah, for real. But <laughs> so, but this time around, like, really, when when we when we started talking about it, it was like in my head, I was like, "Ooh, I don't know about this." Like, I had my doubts, and at the same time, I was just in a place where I was really open to doing something different because I had dated and been in relationships, and it just hadn't worked out. So. We were actually friends for years, you know, before we even picked this whole thing up. You know, there was always that chemistry between us. You know, my biggest... I mean, I've tried out long distance relationships. It hasn't worked for me, but I mean, we didn't have that friendship beforehand. Um, the thing I have like reservations when it comes to long distance relationship is the trust factor. Like, and I have people, yeah, I have people saying stuff to be like, girl, you shouldn't call him your boyfriend. I mean, you don't know what he's doing when y'all aren't together. And, you know, my response is, my response to that is number one when you are dealing with a long distance relationship all you have is communication mm. so if you have strong communication if that person is making time for you like we were literally on the phone all the time and it was a point where sometimes it was kind of exhausting you know for both of us <laughs> but our communication was all that we had and yeah. you build that trust it's like if you can't trust the person at a distance or if you can't trust a person when you're not around them in any capacity then what do you really have in a relationship it's not worth pursuing in any any case because if i can't trust him in another state i can't trust him in the same city Right, that's true. You know, what's funny is I tried to, I was like, let me try this out. So I met this guy and he lived in another state. And so his communication was on point. And I was like, man, I love this. Like, I felt like I had everything emotionally um, because he was right. Like, he just called me and he texted me throughout the day. And I was like, you know, I feel like this might be able to work out. So I went to go visit him and then I barely heard from him. And I was like, this is just like guys in your own state. So guys that are long distance, I feel like they communicate so well because that's all you have. Um, well, I don't know. I think texting, it's easy because you can text anywhere. You can be at work. But as far as calling and actually talking to someone and being on the phone with them all the time, that is something that's like, if you're around somebody else, what do you think? Or like we, I think we text more than we called, but I mean, like if I called him, then yeah, he would hurry up and call me right back if he missed a call. But it was just funny that when I went to state, when it came to like just physically being there, he was absent. So it like emotionally like my needs were met but like physically actually being with somebody it wasn't the same 
Yeah. So I was like, this isn't going to work out. How was the communication okay. with you and your partner? I don't know what to call him. I was about to call him Boo Thang. <laughs> <laughs> For me and Boo Thang, our communication was, like, we really built that foundation during that time period. And, I mean, I don't know that it could have worked out the same way if, we didn't, if technology wasn't what it is now. You know, and we, so number one, we FaceTimed and we talked on the phone a lot, a lot. Quick, and, sorry to cut you off. Quick question. How yeah. long were you guys like apart before you moved to where he's at? So we did it for a year okay. long distance, okay. but we saw each other, let's see, we started talking in like February, probably about five months we talked before we actually saw each other again in person mm. and I want like I was nervous you know because at that point it was like all right so when I see him I know that you know I gotta see how the sex is to see if this is even worth any more time or effort I moving because, my stuff. do I need to pack enough right 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 <laughs> So that was my question. It's like, if you guys were to do long distance longer, like how many times a year would it be, you know, that you visited each other? Because that, I mean, I guess that would be the limit on how often you physically had sex. I mean, I understand there is virtual, but, you know, like how often would you (laughs) (laughs) need that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think is like a comfortable number to visit someone within a year? Um, I think no more. I mean, no less than every other month. Every no month. less than every other month. Is that something um, like you what, guys take turns? Yeah, we were taking turns um, visiting each other and, you know, holidays. So when the holidays came, it was like we saw each other pretty much every month. Like October, November, December, we saw each other. So we tried to make it frequent enough that, you know, we could sustain ourselves with, within the relationship with communication during those off months. But... By the time, you know, it was time to move, I was like, listen, something's got to give. It's becoming too much. I'm, like, really tired of talking on the phone all the time. Yeah. Just because I'm not a big phone person to begin with. So yeah. it was like a real, it was a real commitment for me to be on the phone like that. And it just fell into place that I was the person to move. So I ended up moving to Texas. Yeah. So do you feel like you could have done it for a longer time? Mm-hmm. A year was tough. I'm gonna be honest. The year was tough because you know, yeah, I think like you are, you are, if you're really committed to the relationship, and and I was, and I believe that he was as well. But you're sacrificing sex, you're sacrificing date, and just quality person to person time. You know, I wasn't dating or seeing anybody else, so I was sacrificing that companion time. You know, yeah, that I personally wanted and needed. Yeah, I think so, that's. That's a big thing for uh, me. Yeah. yeah. Do you, so did you guys have like guidelines? Like, all right, so um, we're not going to see each other. We're just going to be exclusive or um, I don't know if you guys had any rules to a long distance relationship. So we had already like prior to getting into the long distance relationship, we had already had conversations about 
how we saw relationships, what we felt were like, you know, guide, you know, guidelines to relationships, what was respectable, you know, what was off limits, what we were okay with, what we weren't okay with. And so we just naturally, when we rode into a relationship, we had already had those conversations and had that understanding on what we already understood of one another's expectations. Going back to what you were saying before, like for me, the hardest part about a long distance relationship is that you don't have that companionship. So it's kind of like you're single because you don't have anyone around um, to go on dates and do those kind of things. But I, I just don't know if I could do it for a very, very long time, like years and years, because you do want those times when you're with the, your partner or guys have dates and, and, and things like that. So yeah, that companionship, I think, is one of the biggest things or barriers or yeah barriers barriers to uh, to uh you know me having a long-term long-distance relationship so um yeah at least like if you if you set a time frame like all right this is going to be a year and this is a plan but prior to that it kind of sounds like yeah maybe you have the best of both worlds you get to go out with your girlfriends for one year and yeah. still have your boyfriend long distance i just think that if both people want to do it it works it can work you know, not to say that it's not going to be challenging at times because, you know, those late night mm-hmm. itches that you want to scratch, you, mm-hmm. you know, you have to just kind of like, really, I got to know myself a lot better <laughs> during that time period, <laughs> you know, but it, it just, I think anytime when it comes to a commitment, if you want, if both people want it and both people want to do it and they're committed to it, it can work out. I would say a year was enough and that was because at that point you know flights were becoming bills and you know then we were spending a lot of money when we were together because we were trying to do stuff together that we couldn't do you know it just it got expensive and I just think that if you're going to do long distance you do have to know what your end game is before you even get started and we had already both settled on agreeing to be fair about who was going to move because neither one of us really wanted to move but we knew that we wanted a relationship more than anything we wanted that companionship and that partnership so we had already decided at the beginning to be fair about it and so when it was time although I did not want to move I wanted to be fair because I wanted to be with him do you think that either do you or your significant other like could you guys experience where you like the long distance relationship was kind of like tearing you apart no it didn't get that bad but it just it did become kind of strenuous um for example i moved out of my place um while we were at a distance and you know he had offered initially to come and help me move and I was just like, eh, no, I got it. You know, my I have some family here, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't, you know, the people that were supposed to help me move, like, pretty much all flaked on me. And I was left with, you know, the burden of it on so many levels. And it was just like, at the end, I kind of wanted him to step in and rescue me during that situation. And it didn't happen like that. So that was probably, like, the biggest issue that we had and it was more about you know just me wanting to have him rescue me after I declined his service frustration like oh if you were here I wouldn't be going through this yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. um so 
you know, that was that was probably the biggest thing. But it was never an issue of trust or anything like that. Right. And like I said in the beginning, one of my homegirls was like, you should be calling him your man. You don't know what he's doing. And I'm like, oh, damn. you know, you don't know what he's doing when he's not with you. He's in a whole other state and... You know, I wouldn't be calling him my man. And so I'm that's like, a good topic, too. Making sure you have the right people around you that ain't feeding you craziness. Because that's true. It does, You could have let that affect you. And right. then that would have affected your relationship because she was feeding you. Because you, I'm sure you have your own doubts in your head. Uh, not purposely, but it, of course it's just going to come across naturally. And then it's for an outsider to feed off of maybe whatever an insecurity you might have and they don't know yeah. would make it worse. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. And he's not a big um, social person as far as, like, he doesn't hang out a lot or go out to the club or So you knew him, like that. and that's the thing. You knew him, so you're like, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it was really easy for me to put a little more trust because, like I said, we spent a lot of time on the phone. We yeah. spent a lot of time on the phone. And so it was like, I, anytime somebody wants to do something, they want to cheat, they're going to cheat. And it doesn't matter. That all they need is 10 minutes and they can cheat, you know. But I just felt really comfortable because I knew that he wasn't like a person that was out in the streets to begin with. So it was like we communicated so much that it was, it was easier to trust than it was to distrust. So I've heard you say before that you manifested your partner. How, what did you mean by that? So I practice the law of attraction and the law of attraction is just drawing things into you that you want and just like deliberately focusing on and drawing and attracting things into your life that you want to make your life, you know, better. And I was practicing the law of attraction before I realized what I was doing. And probably about seven years ago, I I took a notebook and I wrote down all of the characteristics of a person that I wanted. You know, and I was very, very descriptive about like basically building my man on paper, <laughs> so to speak. But I wrote down all these characteristics and it ended up being about 25 characteristics. And I thought you were going to say 25 I pages. <laughs> I was going to say, damn. No. no. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not. <laughs> no, it was like 25 characteristics and I just, you know, I took my notebook, I continued to use it, kind of put it a little bit in the back of my mind, but when I would meet somebody new, I would, and I, if I was seeing that it was getting kind of serious or that I was liking them, I would go back and start checking off, you know, the what they met mm. and then putting, you know, marks by what they did in me. And I knew if they didn't meet the things on that list, I knew that that person was not the person for me. Wow. And so I continue on, though. I settled a lot. I settled a lot. I mean, most of us do. We know what we want, but we still settle for something else because we feel like what we want is unattainable. And I think that I was in that place where I didn't feel like this man really existed in all of these aspects and all these characteristics. And so when we started talking, I started listening to how he spoke and the things that he said, and we would just have conversations. And so as we were having these conversations, I was going back in my notebook and I was looking like, dang, like he's really like killing my list right now. Mm. And that's what made, that's what made me okay with doing a long distance relationship because everything else. 
it started to all add up and I was like, maybe this is the person for me. You know, and I remember the saying, if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Mm. And so long distance was something I had never done. I stepped out of the box like he was a different type of guy than I was normally used to dating. And yeah, I I mean, in 2011, I wrote that list out. And in 2017, I was with that guy that met every single descriptive on my list that's so funny because i remember i made a list um we'll just say maybe this was 2016 and so then i was actively dating i didn't meet anybody serious to go back to see if they checked off that list but um what i found was everything that i had on my list they were opposite but i was attracted to it or i was open to it and i was like you know what this isn't bad so i would always change up my list my list was like changing and it's either like i felt like god was like saying you know just be more open-minded or i'm just getting older and it's like you can't be so selective Like if you, you know, start off with like, okay, he has to be six four. It's like, okay, God, he could be five nine. He could be Yeah. <laughs> he could be five five. I just <laughs> And there were some things there were some things um, on my list. <laughs> and a half. <laughs> there were some things that are just that are you know, objective, yeah. excuse me. And they can change. They can change because you change as a person. You yeah. evolve. So it's like, you know, there were some things on my list that were just not negotiable though right you non-negotiable <laughs> list but stuff like that superficial of course you'll be open-minded and to change right. and you know what you brought up such a good thing that you recommend everybody to do this because i seriously gonna have tana do this because i would love to see her list oh my god but I'm you so said bad. you said when we're sober so it won't be tonight <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I heard that when part. It's like when you're sober, I was like, ooh, Lord. Okay. I don't mean that. Right. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. Okay. Be good. She's going to be you writing be me a list of two work assignments. <laughs> On a work day. <laughs> Tomorrow. Why are you working? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's important to do it. I, I feel like it is. And, and yeah, be flexible. You got to be willing to step out of the box. If you've been. It, like dating for all your adult life and you've just gone through you know bad relationship after bad relationship or dated you know all these horrible type of guys it's time to reevaluate because we attract certain type of men based on what we put out as well 
So I think it's like important to evaluate that list and then also be that woman that, you know, you feel deserves that, you know, that kind of person. And not to say that you that you aren't or you don't, but just saying like, you know, make sure that the same height of the standards that you have for, for the potential partner in your life, you make sure you meet that height as well. And then she will be just, <laughs> you know, five, nine, six, Come on, six foot. <laughs> no, but, I know what you, you know, mean. Yeah. You know, make sure that your standards are up there as well for yourself. Um, would you say that women need to stop either chasing men or maybe like approaching a man um, for a date or? I don't feel like there's anything wrong with approaching a man. I just think that sometimes we as females, we take on the role of being like, we we need Captain Save-A-Hoe. And we be <laughs> out here saving these dudes, you know, that like, I, I'm slightly traditionalist. I'm slightly traditional and same slightly here. like free spirit same and just kind of go with the flow at the same time. But I do believe that there are certain roles that, that we aren't meant to play. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah. But I feel like if females stop, you know, if we as women stop lowering our standards and stop, you know, saving these men, Leveling then up. level up <laughs> and yeah. we'll be able to, the men will be forced to be, to be better. The men will be forced to come with their A game and stop playing, you know, and lowballing us. I got one more question for you. So anybody who is going through um, or maybe um, about to go through a long-distance relationship, what would be the best advice you give them? Communication and getting to, like, taking advantage of the long distance by really getting to know that person. Oh, That's yeah, without the, the physical aspect. That no, I was saying getting to, getting to know the person without the physical aspect. I mean, you don't have a choice. <laughs> <from this day. laughs> so, <laughs> you don't have a choice. And please understand there will be some dry nights and some wet mornings. <laughs> Questions? Do we have any questions? I don't. So, spiritual bestie, just introduce yourself. So, I'm Candy, the spiritual bestie. Um, I do tarot readings. I do a card pull every day, um, typically, and I just wrapped up um, creating a um, 2019 companion, which is like a planner with inspirational information in it. It has information on retrograde and all of that. So it's just a companion for 2019 for like personal, spiritual, soul growth for anybody that's ready to really take their journey to the next level on 
every aspect. So question, when you were dating and you told um, the guys, say, oh, yeah, I do tarot card reading, did that ever scare anybody? <laughs> well, um, I would say my current partner, he, he was pretty okay with it, but I was really nervous about it. Um, and I, you know, I would talk to some guys that would be like, oh, you're into voodoo, and they would kind of like laugh it off or whatever, and it made me a little uncomfortable in the beginning because I wasn't fully sure of myself, and I wasn't completely comfortable myself. It was something new that was really taboo based on how I was raised, so I wasn't completely comfortable myself, but when I got to that comfort level, it was like, I was so cautious, so I just kind of tried to introduce it to people in the, you know, the softest way possible, but when I introduced it to my boyfriend, he was just like, okay, like, I don't really understand it, but, you know, tell me more about it, and he was really open to hearing about what it was, and then as he's seen it, you know, he knows that I'm no witch doctor, but, (laughs) you know, I, my, and no shade to anybody that is, everybody's spiritual journey is different, and so, yeah, it has to build up the confidence, though. People don't really, aren't really used to it. Um, what, so if you say that your significant other now, or maybe anybody prior before, did you ever, like, meet somebody like, okay, let me see where this is going, let me pull out my cards, is this a good match for me? Because... I mean, if I met somebody, I might grab an eight ball, but I'm sure it would say try again next time. <laughs> Actually, with this relationship, I did. I pulled cards, and I kind of knew that I was going to have to move because oh, the cards the cards revealed to me that there was um, I needed to be open to change and wow. open to um, moving in a new direction. And so I was kind of like, I was already preparing myself for it because, yeah, at a point I had pulled my cards. We had read our compatibility um, in detail, you know, with our two signs. And we were, like, so compatible, almost 100% compatible with each other. Wow. So, yeah, I pulled the cards. Let me know when the the wedding is so I can get my dress. (laughs) Yes. Or if I'm walking in it so I can get my dance ready and Haitian Haitian weddings, they do a dance down the aisle. So if I need to, you know, learn something. But she's from Honduras. Yeah, so islands they know. They know what's up. Yes, Nicole, my Honduran sister. Yes. All right, so we're actually I don't know if you're ready, Candy, but um we are gonna actually I guess I don't know, Tana's playing scary right now, but you're going to be pulling my cards, I guess? Yes, I'm going to pull some cards. All right, so we're doing this on a podcast where a lot of people can hear. If there's any negativity, I don't don't like that in my life. So (laughs) you can just, and we're not going to put that out in existence where everybody can hear, so you can just text me if there's any negativity cards. But any positive cards, you are allowed to say. <laughs> well, while I'm shuffling, let me just say this. There is no such thing as a negative card. And some people are more afraid of certain cards. But just remember that, you know, our life and our journey goes and loops, spirals, and it goes up and down. And, you know, there, there's no bad card. I just want to say that. So there's no bad, like, you either 
accept that your journey can take you into certain places and realize and understand that you will come through those things or, you know, you can run from it and it still will happen. But mm. there are no bad cards. Okay. So nothing but positivity. So I'm going to draw four cards. Okay. And so how does this work? Um, like, can you feel my energy through the phone or? I had I, I, already, like, started pulling your cards. Okay. Just because, both of y'all, just because oh, that's just oh, what good. I do. Um, you read so, my mind. <laughs> So you can do that long distance. You don't have to be, okay. Yeah, you can. You can. And so what I'm going to just ask is that, um, Nicole, since I'm reading your cards, you know, that you just kind of give yourself a moment to just mellow out and just be calm and just think on maybe some questions or concerns that you have. I'm going to um, go over your cards and, Hopefully your questions will be answered, but I will ask you, without giving me too much detail, to kind of tell me what it is that you, um, are, what type of answers you're seeking, what are you looking for answers for, or what are you curious about at this time? Okay, so, I mean, this is a dating podcast, so we'll just go on love, of course, we can't neglect that, and then, um, money. Okay. All right. And if so. the money is not good, you can just text me that. <laughs> we'll just delete that I asked the second one. <laughs> I'll let you know if your money is looking dry, okay? <laughs> so I drew the Ace of Swords, and just kind of to describe it, the Ace of Swords has a hand out, and the hand is more like it's the divine, or it can be seen as the creator holding an opportunity out to you. Anytime that hand is held out, Whatever's in that hand is seen as um, some sort of presentation of an opportunity. So it's holding a sword, and sword, and the suit of swords itself is more so about thought and our thought processes, um, and it speaks a lot to that. So this card is one that's more about mental clarity. It seems like at this point in time, you are clear on the direction that you want to go, and maybe that direction has been causing some type of internal conflict with you or maybe a conflict with someone else. But I do see that you're in a place now where you're clear on the direction that you want to go in. And your next card that I drew was the Eight of Pentacles. And it shows a person that is kind of like, he has like a mallet in one hand. Like, you you know the people that like carve the wood with like the little chipper and the little hammer? Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's doing that on a pentacle. And so he's sitting down, he's working really hard, and the Eight of Pentacles is more so a card of, like, about, like, going back to school or... Go back to school? Again? To drop my daughter off? <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's, you know, it could be, like, it could be going back to school, but it also could be that it's an you know, it's time for you to really focus on honing and mastering your skill set. It doesn't necessarily mean going back to school. Okay. But it could be something that maybe you consider, like, really taking a hobby, you know, to the next level and taking it more seriously. So it's, you know, encouraging you to really hone your skills. Whatever your skills are, master them. And that could mean going back to school, but it doesn't mean that you are necessarily going back to school either. It just means that you're putting in the work and the effort to strengthen your skill set in that particular area. Okay. Nice. Your next card 
was the five of wands. And that is conflict. And I feel like in your dating life, you're experiencing a lot of conflict and a lot of, like, um, indecision about maybe it's an internal battle. I got a lot of that off of these cards when I pulled them. Um because I think that maybe your life is going in a different direction. And there is, it's really important to be comfortable, even when other people aren't comfortable with the, the direction that you're taking your life and what you're wanting to do that's different. Because people around you will oftentimes put barriers and limitations on you because they feel like, oh, I know you. And that just doesn't make sense for you to be, you know, changing up your life like this or doing this or, or not okay with that anymore. But you have to be okay and secure in, like, who you are and the direction that you're going. And just realize that, you know, life comes with evolution and phases. And so um, as far as your third card, I see some conflict. Not really sure where that's coming from. But your final card was the school card. And... That card is really a call to answer your soul's mission and be true to yourself. And it's the card that this person is like standing at the edge of a cliff. And he's just like looking up in the air, like holding this flower with this dog barking at him. And he's just kind of oblivious almost to the fact that he's at the edge of the cliff. And sometimes we have to just kind of cast our inhibitions away and just be like the fool and just answer the mission, answer the call, you know, to our soul's mission and just kind of like be free and allow yourself to just live life and enjoy it. At the end of the day, make sure that it's something that you're enjoying, that you're having fun because as long as you, you know, are allowing yourself to enjoy your journey and making sure that, you know, you're smiling and having fun along the way, you know, you don't have to be focused on the fact of whether or not you should be in a relationship or whether or not you should be, like, married at this point in time in your life or what society that. tells you. <laughs> Man, that's crazy maybe because that's I... a part of the conflict. That's, that's crazy because I, so the first time I ever had my, um, I went to a tarot card reader was in, me and Tana went to um, New Orleans and I was like, we got to do this because it's huge here. And the cards that the woman pulled was very similar to that. So mm, it's, it's scary. That's crazy. Yeah. I think that, you know, society puts a lot of like, a lot of pressure on where you should be in your life at what age and society has created this timeline of how your success should look by what age or you know what place you are in your life and I think that it's really important to remember that you know this journey is about you and it's not about like what other people say your life should look like at this point in time or whether or not you should be in a relationship relationships are for everybody and I think, like, once you become okay with being single and you find joy and happiness, no matter if you're in a relationship or not, that's when other players and other things start to come in your life that will actually bring more to, to your journey and will add to your life versus that pressure and trying to, like, meet conditions that society puts on you. And then you're drawing in people that mean you no good, that just bring stress and turmoil to your life. And you look picture perfect, but behind closed doors, you're, like, suffering in this horrible, unhappy situation. 
you know, I think it's really important to just remember to find joy wherever you are and remember to follow whatever it is that your soul's mission, what you're here for. Follow that and people will present themselves along the way on your path, on your journey. Super awesome. awesome. Yeah, it oh is. my gosh. That's super awesome. If, um, Thank you. So, uh, what's your IG name so everybody can follow you? It's Spiritual Bestie. So definitely go and follow Spiritual Bestie. And you said you do a tarot card read uh, a day? I generally pull um, either a tarot card or an oracle card um, every day. And I did pull an oracle card for you, so I'll send that to you. I'll send Please. you a picture of it. And what's you the can difference? take a look at that. Um, oracle cards are different okay so tarot cards more so are they kind of like connect and telling a story tarot cards are really the journey of our life in so many phases like we go through all of these different phases in life um from the time that we are born to the time that we you know leave this earth like we go through these different phases and tarot cards are able to kind of show you where you are in that particular space in your journey and can answer questions about them or give you insight and a little bit more knowledge on certain places that you are in that journey. So I think for tar- the tarot cards are more so a snapshot of your life's journey, whereas to me, oracle cards are kind of, um, they're kind of like little nuggets to me. You know, they're like, they're not necessarily going to show you like where you are in your journey and what can necessarily come in the future they're more so like um encouraging and what i've seen from them you know when you pull oracle cards you're more so gonna get um kind of a little lesson Mm. that you can apply to where you are in that journey whereas tarot cards kind of can show you where you are in that journey and give you um an idea of what to be aware of along the way um thank you for joining us thank you so much thanks for having me i'm a big fan oh we're a big fan of yours this show has me cracking up and (laughs) me you guys definitely um definitely need to keep doing what you're doing i Mm -hmm. love it you know stay encouraged this is an amazing podcast and i just see so much growth coming to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's just you know my premonition i do i feel like this is amazing like this is yeah this is an awesome podcast and I tell people about it all the time. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. So oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, so thank you for listening to Makeup Breakups and Martinis. You can follow us on Instagram. If you have any topics you'd like to discuss or feedback, you can comment below, email or DM us at Makeup Breakups and Martinis. Please subscribe to our podcast to stay updated on our next episode. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Uh, Spiritual bestie, I hope you've been drinking too.